Instagram. Okay. Hi, Sloan. How are you? Candace, I'm so good. How are you doing? I am really good. Your face is just lighting up the place already. I just, it emanates like, let's talk a lot. Um, so <laughs> while, while we are on a podcast, this is recorded for visual too. So we'll just keep that in mind as we chat, but share a little bit about where you're from, any fun interests you have, and just something that you think would be fun for us to know about you. Sure. So I'm from Los Angeles. I live in Miami Beach now. Um, I'm looking at the ocean, although it is pretty gray and rainy today. Totally flooded last night. It was wild. Um, and I'm a food freedom coach and a holistic wellness coach, and I help women eat with love and intuition. So that means no more dieting, restricting, binging, or obsessing. And a fun fact is that I love chocolate, but I don't like hard chocolates. Like I, I don't like candy, but if it's a dessert, it has to be chocolate flavored. So like okay. a brownie or a cookie or chocolate ice cream. But if you give me like a Hershey bar or even like a nice good chocolate bar, I will not eat it. Oh, well, there's a lot of sugar in those too. Like it's like almost eating sugar where if you have the brownie, you get the chocolate, but you get, you know, so much more. Can I tell you what I'm obsessed with right now? Please. I am obsessed with chocolate malto meal. Have you ever had it? No, but I've <laughs> heard of it. So ba back in the day when I was a kid, I used to eat malto meal and they made chocolate malto meal. So it's, um, it's wheat, which I don't usually eat a lot of, but at the same time, um, yeah. So, but it's chocolate flavored. There's no sugar. You can, well, the recipe calls for sugar, but I don't put it in there. Okay. I just do the, the chocolate malto meal in water and then it just cooks for like two minutes in the microwave. And then I just add like a little dab of butter and a little brown sugar. And it is, just, and it has a bunch of carbs, but doesn't have sugar and it has a little bit of protein in it. And it's, it's my chocolate fix because it's not horrible. I mean, and you do need carbs a little bit, you know? So I'm like, eh. so yeah, you should try it out. I bet you they have a ton of that in Miami. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so it's Thanksgiving this week. Hold on one second. It's Thanksgiving this week. And I thought this would be a really good um, time for us to reflect on spirituality and food. You mentioned that you are a um, holistic coach when it comes to eating. Let's start with that. Um, talk to me a little bit about why that exists and why people need that. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it is so needed. So I work primarily with women who are struggling with diet culture, with body image issues and struggles. And so this might look like binge eating or emotional eating, overeating, not really identifying hunger cues. It can look like being really scared of different foods and having a lot of rules around food, or it can just look like obsessively thinking about food all the time and always having the worrying and the anxiety like, okay, we're going to dinner, gotta check the menu 10 times just to make sure that they have something, quote, healthy that I can eat or what what's gonna be at the Thanksgiving dinner and do I have to skip lunch so that I can, you know, save up enough calories for Thanksgiving dinner? The answer is no, by the way. So <laughs> I find that for most people, 
the reason why you might be binging, restricting, not really taking care of your body with food is due to other things that have nothing to do with food. Like the root of it is around self-love, self-worth, control, perfectionism. And it just so happens that food is the thing at the surface level that is manifesting these issues. So then once we do the deeper dive into, okay, like who is your higher self? How would she eat? How would she treat her body? And where did all of these rules or worries come from? my clients end up realizing, oh yeah, this has nothing to do with food. And this has to do with everything else. And everything is just energy. So when you eat with love and intuition, you end up living with love and intuition. And we can open up that whole can of worms too. One thing that comes to mind also, you named off a few things, but the other thing that I would assume is certainly impacted is how people feel after they've eaten, because there's such a sense of gratitude and like, this is so good for me, not, you know, I shouldn't do this or I've eaten too much. I mean, I just really love food and I don't mean it like to the point where you overeat, but anytime that you can share food with people or make homemade gifts with good ingredients or you know, learn a new recipe or share that recipe with your family, knowing it's healthy. Like, I don't know, that just is something that I just really love. So the feeling that you have, I can imagine goes along with the why and the how you get there, right? Completely, especially if we're talking about food and spirituality. And I would consider myself a spiritual person. I do love crystals and tarot cards, but that's not really the type of spirituality that I'm talking about here with food. It's really about the fact that we are all spirits having a human experience. We are all souls. We are, we are all spirits. And so it's really about coming home to your spirit, coming home to your soul in what you believe to be true about food. So I don't really believe in good food or bad food. I believe that there are some ingredients that are more whole. I believe that there are some products that are made with simpler ingredients, Um, but taking away like the good and the bad, the healthy and the unhealthy is important here so that we can really like get rid of all of this society culture of dieting and, you know, having to look a certain way. And part of what you described with feeling grateful for the food and feeling connected to other people through food, to me, that's like our souls talking. That's our spirits talking. And so feeling that like energetic connection to your food is absolutely a piece of the spiritual component of food. Well, and the other part is, I know I've gotten this way more as I've gotten older, but if I'm going to give myself these calories, I want to make sure that they're beautiful calories, not um, that, you know, my body is worthy and it's not because I'm looking down at any type of food, but knowing that you know, I am a being that's worth something really good. And I want to put really good in because when you put really good in, you get really good out and all of those types of things. So Mm -hmm. I, um, I think of that when I think of food as well. Yeah. And to me, that really highlights the respect that you have for your body and for food, because one, this is kind of like a tough love approach, which is totally in my wheelhouse. And I think it depends on who I'm working with, but the tough love approach is saying, okay, if you're 
overeating and you know you're stuffing your face with that ice cream are you respecting the ice cream not yeah. really and yeah. are you respecting your body <laughs> no, right that's kind of the question that you thought i was going to ask probably are you respecting your body no but what about the ice cream are yeah. you respecting the product and i will also say that if you choose to eat foods that we would classically deem as junk food in major quotes or unhealthy, yeah. then I believe that we have the power to essentially alchemize anything in that food that is not the most nutrient intense or supportive for our physical health. So for nice. me, I do eat sugar when I want it. I do eat Oreos, let's say. Okay, I don't know what's in Oreos, right? I'm sure there's a lot of weird ingredients, maybe some chemicals in there. However, if I'm choosing to eat the Oreos, it feels really aligned for me. I'm honoring the Oreos, like oh, yeah. it's so good, right? Then yeah. I believe that my body's gonna get exactly what it needs from the Oreos. As long as I'm not abusing the Oreos or my body, I'm not going overboard, then I think that's healthy too. So talk to me about how you got into this. Like, what did you one day say, I want to do this? Did you have a personal experience, somebody you knew? Yeah. So it was a personal experience, especially starting in high school, where I was really confident with food in my body, had practically no issues, felt really lucky, whatever, didn't really think about it. And then my body started changing. I started basically becoming a woman just way later than I got my period. So I thought that puberty was done for me. I was like, why, why am I changing now? What's going on? What am I doing wrong? And I really thought I was doing something wrong because it didn't really make sense to me. And mm -hmm. so I realized, okay, food, you know, has a big impact on our body. Let me look into food and what am I eating? But then that took me to diet culture and that took me to all of these different diets and food rules that I really tried to stick to. I'm a pretty disciplined person. Yeah. And so I was limiting myself, making up all these rules about desserts and carbs and whatnot. And I realized that it was just controlling my life and it was not healthy, although it, was it wasn't fun either. Cause you're like, you know, there's so many limitations that instead of enjoying it, you're, you know, just thinking about, and I have a personal situation and I, you know what, I got to tell you, I promised myself when I started coaching that I wouldn't lead with this and I don't, but I do think it's a good conversation because, you know, we have a difference in age, but I think people age differently and have different experiences. And I also think that I have a different angle on it because of the experience I've had. So in 2020, I went through stage two breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So my version of food is so much more connected to that spirituality because like I, you know, there was so many things I went through when all that was said and done. I'm in a great place. Everything's wonderful, but I went through a genetic profile testing and eliminated all, I mean, I really needed to, well, definitely dairy. So all that was gone. And then definitely meats, a lot of saturated fats. I mean, I don't even do plant-based, a lot of different things, because if you look, they have a lot of saturated fat in them. Mm. So long story short and sugars in there too, but I like sugar too. Um, long story short is I changed overnight and it's been nothing but amazing. I feel better, but at the same time, it puts a lot of what I don't eat. It's a focus on, well, I'm going to someone's house. Like, I mean, I have gluten-free friends, I've got vegan friends, but then you add on like, well, I don't eat dairy and I don't eat meat. And, you know, I'm become one of those people. 
<laughs> and so, but on the second, on the other, so there's that like angle, right? But then the other side, I appreciate food so much more because I know what it physically does, but I still want to enjoy it. So that's one of the other reasons why I was so excited about talking about this because as we get older, um, you know, and even younger, we may have these experiences and I want people to look at food as medicine. I want people to look as food at food as a comfort, but at the same time, you know, understand that it's, it is a journey and it's not just throwing something in your mouth. It, it, I don't even know how to explain it. I was just so excited to talk to you. I, I, I was like, this woman will get it. Like she will wow. totally understand. Seriously. And thank you so much for sharing your story. And I can imagine how empowering that must feel to realize, yes, food is medicine and it means something when I put something in my body and that that energetic connection that you make to your food, like, wow, this strawberry and the vitamin C that it has is acting as an antioxidant and, you know, like protecting my body against those free radicals, like, wow. And that connection is so gorgeous. And I love that about what I get to do because unfortunately there's a lot of people talking about food freedom and intuitive eating who basically just say, eat whatever, whenever, like throw out all the rules. And to me, that feels a little bit too far on the other side because yes, you have, you know, they talk a lot about having unconditional permission to eat. And I think I agree with that. I, but I don't love that phrase because sure. Okay, fine. You've got unconditional permission to eat. Does that mean that you are going to eat the Oreos every single day because you have permission to eat them just because you have permission doesn't mean that that's the most aligned, empowered action for you. And so I think that that's like a great baseline, I suppose, but there's so many layers to it because Mm -hmm. there's so many layers to food, what it can do for you, but also how your relationship with food is even formed. Mm -hmm. Like I was mentioning in the beginning, a lot of times it doesn't really have much to do with food at the base of it. So now in your time in this space, what would you say is, do clients do t- clients typically come to you and say, I need to lose weight or I'm just done with the, the roller coaster or like what it connects you with your, with your client? Like, why are they reaching out to you? Yeah, I would say that a lot of people want to lose weight, but they realize that diets are not it anymore. And I do ask that they put the weight loss goal on the back burner while they're working with me, because if the aesthetic goal is number one, then it's just going to be clouding the deeper work. So I am not anti-weight loss, but I believe that if you heal your relationship with food, you learn to eat with love and intuition and your set weight range is lower than where you are right now, you will naturally release the weight that's no longer serving you. Um, So weight loss is kind of a pretty common but surface level topic, I would say. A lot of times people are like, it, it feels like food is controlling my life. Like okay. I, I need to be done with this. It's really affecting, you know, their relationships, their intimacy, their ability to focus, whether it's at work or in school. And they realize that the diets, the thinking, like they want their brain space back. Yeah. And <laughs> also it's uncomfortable to binge every other day or to overeat every night. Like 
feeling slumped. People describe it as feeling hungover the next day. Like it, it's debilitating. It gets to a point where it's so exhausting. It feels like they're in this trap and they know that a diet isn't going to fix it because that's typically what got them to this place. And so when you're talking to clients about, you know, what they might need, is it, um, you know, give me an example of like a goal you'll set with them. Do you set, you set goals, you yeah. have, you know, regular yeah. connecting with them. Explain totally. to me how that works. So I love intentions and aligned action. So for me, intentions are about how you want to feel. So let's say that someone says, well, my goal is to lose weight. Okay, but what's your intention? Well, my intention is to really feel lighter and to feel healthier. Okay, great. There are so many different aligned actions that you could take to feel lighter today. You could turn more lights on in your home to feel energetically (laughs) lighter. And I'm not kidding. This is what I tell my clients, especially in the beginning. You could wear white clothes and that might make you feel lighter. You could smell (laughs) lemon essential oil. That's going to make you feel lighter. And showing them that it's not just about how you look. It's about how you feel. And there are so many ways to feel that way. Or I want to, my intention is to feel healthier. Amazing. There's a million ways to feel healthier. And we can start with the small sustainable baby steps. And that's kind of the action. That's what people want. They want the quick win. But I'm really not about tips and tricks. So I give them what they want to give them a little taste of what they want with the action. And then we go in for the healing. And we always go from subconscious blueprint first, understanding like what is really deep down there in your belief system around what food is, what food means, what your body image is, your self-image, self-love, control, perfectionism, trauma stored in the body, all those things. We rewired the subconscious mind first. I love that. Yes. It's really about aligning you with your soul's truth, coming back to your spirit, coming back to your truth about, oh my gosh, how amazing food is, what food can be besides just calories, medicine, fuel, connection, love, um, all that jazz. And then we talk about conscious thoughts and feelings. So a lot of times guilt comes up, shame comes up stress eating, boredom eating, all the rules. That's all like the conscious brain stuff. So we use science and spirituality in everything that I do. So that might be psychology mixed with manifestation principles. Okay. Then we take aligned action. So that's where the nutrition focus comes in saying, okay, so I don't want to tell you what to do. I'm not here to make a meal plan. I want you to feel empowered in your body. In order to be empowered, you need knowledge and education and information. That's where the nutrition stuff comes in saying, yeah, here's maybe why you're not going to eat the Oreos every single day, but also it's okay to eat them when you want them in an amount that feels aligned. So So I have another question really quick. Um, So are clients working with other coaches in some capacity in addition at the same time working with you? Meaning do they meet with say a psychologist or a nutritionist or a doctor like what roles can you fill and what ones com- what ones do you complement? I would say the most common compliment is a therapist that is not food related. Okay. So a lot of people are saying, yeah, I'm working with a therapist on, you know, other life things, but <laughs> my therapist 
is not trained in the mental health stuff and the nutrition stuff. And we need both. Um, sometimes if people aren't working with me, they might try to work with a therapist and a dietitian and try to blend it together. But a lot of times there's miscommunication and it's just not cohesive. So a lot of times I'm the only practitioner that someone's working with um, or they're working with a therapist as well just to support mental health, okay. but they're not really going to that person for food. Okay. And so now you you mentioned accountability, heart, tough love, or that kind of thing. That's yeah. a lot of what I like to see in my practice. I mean, we all know that we can't give clients the answer that they really have to be the one driving it using self-efficacy and like real, real motivation. So do you find yourself more of a coach or do you find yourself more of a holistic nutritionist? <sighs> it's honestly like whatever hat I need to put on that okay. day. I would say clients have called me their therapist before. I'm not a therapist. They've <laughs> called me a life coach before. I don't market myself as a life coach. Um, I really feel like I have a gift of seeing people. I'm a projector in human design and mm -hmm. I, I just like, I just know things. I'm very intuitive. I can pull things out of people really easily. So I would say mainly coach, like I, I am teaching, I am telling, but I'm also empowering and, cool. you know, asking the questions. Um, yeah. so it's a mix of kind of everything. Okay. Well, let's in our last 10 minutes, let's talk about the, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. And, you know, I really want to spend some time on gratitude and food. And again, you know, hopefully people can see this recording on YouTube as well, but you have just such a welcoming smile that if I was a patient or a client, I'd be like, you know, I can't wait to talk to Sloan. I mean, that's part of what we do, right? We want to have that space, space safe space for people, motivating that little light you talked about. So when we're talking about spirituality and food. Obviously this person doesn't have to have a religious background. It's not about, you know, what my, you know, what my parents raised me. It's more the belief that we have in our hearts and how we look at things. And so let's talk for the next few minutes about our intention. I love intentions, affirmations, and our intentions and spirituality as we look at the next few days leading up to Thanksgiving. So I'm going to just leave it broad like that. And I'm going to let you kind of fill in what you're thinking. Sure. I love that question. And this could apply to any holiday, to any vacation, anything that feels special. When it feels special and there's food involved, people get scared. And then they binge and they go all out because it feels like, when else do I get to have turkey and mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce? Once a year, gotta go all out. But if it's about the food, which for me, it's not, it's about family. And that's where the gratitude really comes in, right? It's like yeah. sharing a meal, being in my grandma's kitchen, who's like 92 and hosts Thanksgiving every year, right? <laughs> and like, that's what it's about for me. But let's say you're like, Sloan, Thanksgiving is my favorite meal of the year. Like this is about food. Okay, if it is your favorite meal of the year, doesn't that meal deserve your respect? Yeah. Doesn't that meal deserve your gratitude. Like, wow, look at the abundance of food. We're giving thanks for the abundance. That's literally what Thanksgiving is That's about. Beautiful. Yeah. 
And so, and also giving thanks to the land and to the earth and like where we are and the people. And the fact that, that we have food, Completely. you know, like so many places don't have food. I'll just share this with you. And I know it's interrupting you, but I have to share this. Now it might have morphed over the years, but when you think about the countries with people that don't have food and they drop in say rice or they drop in bread, or they drop in the things that can last a long time, that are gonna fill people up. Every time I think about people not having food, I think about how one, they're given any, like I donate homemade pies to the family food center. I'm gonna be making them tomorrow. It's homemade puree, pureed from pumpkins. My Somebody asked me once, why don't you just use canned? I'm like, well, I wouldn't eat it. Why would I make somebody else eat it? You know, like I want the pureness of it. So the first thing I thought of, because I've been to, to this place to help with food prep, is that every single thing that those people eat are given to them. It's probably on the cusp of being thrown out um, or it's donated, obviously, at certain holidays, but they're they're feeding families all the time. So one, people that don't have regular food to eat are eating whatever's given to them. It doesn't even mean it's nutrition. It's nutritional. Yeah. And then when you add on that, we don't even know how often they're going to get it. When I think about Thanksgiving and I think about food, that's where my heart goes. Because if you really, you know, it maybe goes into binging, like I should eat it because I have it. But I just think of it like a respect, you know, like I'm so lucky that I'm getting this food in the time frame I'm getting it. I have the capacity to buy it, uh, the knowledge and to access healthy things. That's where I instantly go in addition to the things that you said, because if, you know, if you didn't have it, imagine what your life would be like. You, I mean, food is such an important part of just function. Completely. Yeah. We take it for granted. We take it so for granted. And I love that, you know, just being grateful for even having it. I will say, because this idea of like, oh, there are starving kids in Africa, so you need to finish your plate. That's something <laughs> that I have so many clients tell me about how they were raised to finish yeah. their food, to not waste because there are other people that don't have food. I agree there are other people that don't have food and it's awful. And one of my favorite places to donate is No Kid Hungry. So I'm totally with you there. And at the same time, if I'm full and I stuff myself, that's not feeding the kids. Yeah. So I'm not about waste, but also being a part of what we call the clean plate club and just finishing your food because you feel bad that you're privileged is not helping anyone right. so instead if we can freeze it buy less at the grocery store not let it go to waste yeah. right that's a better solution if you can donate leftovers like leftover halloween candy mm -hmm. donate that so i just wanted to insert that little caveat because i know that is a very common thing that comes up especially when we go back to being with our families and our child stuff comes up we can revert back to old behaviors and the clean plate club is a very common one so spirituality and food is a concept i don't think people i don't think many people think about i really don't and it's a magical beautiful thing and as we come to thanksgiving what i'd love for you to do to end this conversation today 
it, and I know this is kind of off the cuff. I've not prepared you for it, so you don't have to, but I would like you to share with, with me, with us, if you had to say something at the Thanksgiving table to bless what we are about to receive, like how would, what, what, what would that come out like talking to Sloan? Yeah, I love that question. <sighs> I would say, okay, imagining that we all have this beautiful abundance of food on our table right in front of us. I'm so grateful for this energy and this vitality in the form of food, the fact that it was created with love and magic, and then we get to directly ingest that love and magic and allow this food to become a part of our bodies and our memories and our experiences is such a blessing. And everyone that you get to eat it with and share it with is a blessing and a connection in and of itself. That was, that was really, really beautiful. I hope you get to say grace at your dinner table <laughs> with whoever you're sharing it with. I'd love to have you back on another time and, and really dig into some of these things specifically when we post this, sometimes we get questions. And so we'll reflect on what listeners and readers are, you know, asking about, because it's somewhat of a new topic, even for me. I mean, I kind of have my own, as we've talked about my mm -hmm. own personal view on this stuff, but you just share such a magical perspective that I think that I'd like to have that open to more and more people because it's, yeah. you know, sharing goodness inside and outside, I think just makes us all better. Um, so until then, I just want to say thank you so much, Sloan. And you're just magical. Like you just, I wish people could see your face right now because you're just an angel. Like, oh, honestly, I thank think you, Candace. <laughs> my afternoon, genuinely you have. Oh my goodness. So sweet. Well, I would love to be back. Thank you for that. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for having me. And I'm so glad that we got to connect and both spread this magic to all the listeners yeah. and viewers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. And I'll be with you in one second. Okay. All I right. just want, we're going to close this and I look forward to chatting after. Sounds great.